Good afternoon, Packers fans. Aaron Nagler here with your Packers Daily Chat, coming to you live on the Cheesehead TV social channels. It is the calm before the storm, the day before the last preseason game. The Packers are airborne as we chat here live on their way to Kansas City for that final preseason contest. Good to see everybody in the comments section already mixing it up. Want to give a quick shout out to all of you who have already jumped on board the Carry the G Club. That's right. We're kicking off the 2022 season with a brand new way for Packers fans worldwide to hang out with us here at Cheesehead TV. It's called the Carry the G Club. Custom loyalty badges showing how long you've been a club member attached to your name in all of our live stream YouTube comments. You get special Cheesehead TV emojis featuring Corey and myself and access to our weekly virtual happy hour to come hang out and talk Packers all year long. He had the latest one last night. It was a barn burner, people. So good to see so many of you there. Joining the Carry the G Club is as easy as tapping the join button you see on the desktop version of YouTube. That's right. Oh, no. Looks like we're not going live on Twitch for some reason. That's not good. Come on, Twitch. Well, oh, I think I know why. Oh, we'll be back. We'll be back on Twitch tomorrow. Oh, well, such is life. Speaking of life, you know what you want to do. You want to head out to London with the Executive Global Tours Group. You can join Amon Green and the other Packers legends that are headed over there. Go to London, watch the Packers take on the Giants. You get all sorts of good stuff with their all-inclusive packages, including round-trip air from Newark Newark or JFK. You get daily breakfast. You get private double-decker bus tours of London, a three-day pass on the London Tube. You get an exclusive London pub crawl. You get a Saturday night extravaganza cocktail party hosted by Packers alumni. Game day tailgate party and, of course, a game ticket. Make sure you check it out. Go to executiveglobaltours.com. If you have any questions, hit them up at info at executiveglobaltours.com. Do it, people. You know you want to. What's going on, everybody, in the comments section? So good to see everybody. Most hated Minnesotan. What is all this? You making it here live stuff. Amazing. Can't believe it. Ed Pierce starting us off with a super chat. Thanks, Ed. Forever forever grateful to the football gods for giving us the 2010 NFC Championship game win over the Bears. Never know when you need to pull pull that out living here in Bear Country. Eternally priceless. Man, I lived in Chicago for many years as a Packers fan, and holy cow, are you correct in that regard. Uh... That was that was a tough stretch sometimes when the Packers would lose to the Bears. I'm glad I don't have to deal with that ever, and especially at that level, that would have been misery for you, sir. So I, I I'm glad they picked it up the big W for you as well. Shout out to Will's Northwoods in Chicago. If you haven't been there, definitely get there if you're a Packers fan in the Chicago area. They do it right at Will's Northwoods. Good afternoon, Packer Nation. What's up, married guy? How you doing? Etling the go. TikTok going crazy Etling the goat Well, it was a pretty damn nice Big time run that he had there in the preseason game Who do you think will be a dark horse On offense to have a great season Hashtag TikTok gang What's up TikTok gang Um, Dark horse Tyler Davis No, I'm kidding, I'm kidding, I'm kidding. Although I think Tyler Davis could surprise Especially now that he's in the fans doghouse um, So yeah, we'll stick with Tyler Davis I think he'll sneak up on some people after really disappointing folks in these preseason contests. Hopefully, he starts turning it around tomorrow night in Kansas City. Rogers hurt toe. Thanks for the super chat. 
have been in Tampa for the past week and have given the finger to all the Brady and Bucks things I see. I do it for the people. The toe. <laughs> Man, you don't need to be giving them the finger. Like, you know, it's just, just enjoy your inner peace knowing that the Packers are going to run roughshod over the NFL this year. And you don't need to be giving them the finger. It's quite all right. It, it's It's quite all right. Um, football and crab cakes. Thanks for the super chat. Waller trade to New York Giants, then Jimmy G after he's cut. Um, I don't really know about that first part, but possibly on Jimmy G. Never really know. I'm looking forward to Bakhtiari versus Zadarius. Zach, I think the whole world is hoping for that matchup. I still think we got a ways to go with Bakhtiari. Who knows where he's going to be when in, when it's time to lace him up for week one. I really hope he's out there. And I love the idea of both Jenkins and Bakhtiari putting Z on lockdown. Um, I will say, though, don't be surprised if Z makes some noise in that game, simply because, especially on third downs, it gets so fucking loud. It is really hard to play offensive tackle in that building on third and long if you're a visitor. Um, I think that will give Z... Uh, you know, a little bit of an edge there. No doubt about it. George, thanks for the super chat. I think the Larry the Rock video was the best video ever. I love to see it. Man, you are not joking. That was so awesome of Matt to call Larry McCarron into the center and help break down the very last practice of training camp. Uh, you guys know, Patreon fans, you'll remember I had Larry on my podcast, on the Shameless Packers podcast earlier this offseason. Um, yeah, he's, a, he's a longtime hero of mine. The, the man is an absolute leg- legend. I loved watching him play when I was a kid. Um, the fact that he even knows who I am, much less has complimented me on my work in the past and on that podcast, et cetera, kind of is just absolutely a surreal thing for a guy who grew up idolizing Larry McCarron, both as a player and then as a broadcaster. Um, yeah, to see Matt give him that recognition was just awesome. Absolutely awesome. Are we going to see you? Christian Watson tomorrow. Randy, I think there's a good chance. Yes, I know Matt had indicated there's a good, uh, you know, pretty good chance that he'll play on Thursday night, his first in-game action. I know he, you know, warmed up for that Saints contest and get out there, but I do believe, yes, tomorrow night we should most likely see him. Crab Cakes, what's up, man? Uh, What do you think about Mike Gusecki? I don't think that's going to happen. I think someone will probably end up forking over a draft pick that's way above what uh and the Packers would feel comfortable with. Faraz, thanks for the super chat. See that Larry McCarron talked to the team yesterday. Yes, I did. Got a bit emotional. Also, he mentioned that his, his camp has been more physical than years past. I talked to him about that very thing on the sideline uh, right before I left back to New York. Um, Larry and I have a couple chats each and every year on the sideline during camp and uh, two years ago, I remember he talked about how much smarter they were working now comparative to his playing days. Uh, but yes, this year he remarked how much phys- more physical it seems. And I think a large part of that is due to the defensive front. Both the defensive line and the outside backers really getting after it. I think that really jumps off the field. And I th- hope we see more of that week one in Minnesota. Marcus, thank you for the super chat. Really appreciate it. Blast from the past, did we let Cullen Jenkins go too early, in your opinion? Also, are you feeling good about the House of Dragons? Looks promising. Last part first, yes. I was very pleasantly surprised at how much I enjoyed House of Dragons. Still a little too much gratuitous nonsense, production-wise, but I understand it's Game of Thrones, it's HBO, you're going to get some of that. But 
man, I really liked the overall production and the writing and the acting and starting to wash away a little bit of that bitter aftertaste from season eight of the original series. But yes, I'm in, definitely. As far as Colin Jenkins, one billion percent they let him go too early. Um, it's no mystery. They really fell off up front after not re-signing him. And if you buy what uh, Brady Papinga has said in the past, you know, that was a conscious decision on Ted's part. They were just going to build the offense and let Aaron outscore everybody, which is a real damn shame because it's clear that that was a mistake and they really needed to get back to playing some tough defense. And Colin Jenkins was a large part of that. Um, yeah, they really felt his loss. No question about it. Aaron, do you think the offense relies heavily on Aaron Jones and Jonesy? Oh, AJ and Jonesy for the first quarter of the season or so? Yeah, I think we'll see a heavy dose. There's no doubt about it. Now, I do think some of that will be dependent upon what they see on tape as far as how they match up or they think they match up against each defense, against the scheme, et cetera. But there's no doubt that those are your two best players on offense and you want to get the ball in their hand. And it doesn't matter if it's via the pass. doesn't matter if you're pounding it between the tackles. However you can, get the ball in their hand. That's I think they're going to want to do that quite a little bit. Maybe a stupid question, but is there a chance Etling could become QB2? There are no stupid questions. Not a stupid question. I understand why that question gets asked, but no. There's a chance that he gets put on the practice squad, but he won't be QB2. That'll be Jordan Love. Uh, what else we got here? What else we got? Did Bakhtiari ever practice full go? Not yet, Trayson. Not yet. Uh, he has been walkthrough only, only in individual stuff. He has not done any team stuff, let alone gone full bore in any kind of real team situation. Now, that said, they still have quite a bit to go before they get to week one. They have, I think it's three practices after this, um, this preseason contest, and then they have their, or two practices, and then they have their uh, mandated bye week. Uh, mini buy really until they reconvene and start getting ready for Minnesota. So I would suspect, you know, that first full week of practice heading into week one is when we'll get our answer as far as how close Bakhtiari might be. Uh, Nags, do you think Barry played a large role in McDuffie's second year jump? Good question, Brandy. I, you know, let's not anointed a second year jump just yet. He has certainly looked improved in these preseason games, but um, you got to continue. You got to keep developing, right? You never really arrived. You got to make sure that you are ready to go. Um, that said, you know, how much credit does Barry get? How much credit does Kirk get? I think most of the credit's got to go to Isaiah himself. You know, it's on the player to do the work in the off season. You can do all the coaching you want and you can put him in all these different positions, but unless the player himself is tending to not only his physical maturation, but getting his nose in the playbook and understanding the defense and understanding the scheme and all the checks, et cetera, all the coaching in the world ain't going to do you a whole lot of good. So many times, and I've talked about this here on daily a couple of times, you know, you can talk about that year one to year two jump, but you can't really begin to find it or see it unless the guy does the work in the off season. It is really dependent on the player. So I would give most of the, any kind of like, you know, plaudettes or what have you, credit to the player, to McDuffie himself. Mm. I hate Thursday night preseason games. Let me get the noon Saturday games on NFL Network where it cuts to a football life at halftime. <laughs> I hear you, man. 
Uh, in the Saints game, the commentator said McDuffie was playing like his hair was on fire. Then they showed him on the bench and his hair was gone. I love it. <laughs> Why do people forget that Fields and Love are almost the same age, but Love is considered a bust? Well, Gil, I mean, considered a bust, quote unquote, it depends on who you're talking to, right? I think most people don't consider Jordan Love a bust. Um, I think there are a, you know, there's a small section of Packers fans and maybe national commentators that think Jordan Love is a bust, but they can be safely set to ignore. User 87194869702 on TikTok asks, <laughs> Dobbs or Watson, in what context? What's the context here? Um, I think Dobbs is going to be, you know, a contributor right out of the gate. I don't think there's any doubt. Watson, I think, is going to take a little bit to come along, but there's certainly upside there. I like them both. What's the what's the gift? Why not both? Should we feel good about Bakhtiari since they traded Van Lannan? Oh, I don't think the Van Lannan trade has much to do with David Bakhtiari. I think, you know, that's more so about feeling good about their overall depth along the line. Um, you know, Van Lannan had played a lot of tackle in college. He hadn't played a ton of tackle for the Packers. Um, he had been out there during OTAs, I know, but like during camp, he'd done a lot at guard. So, um, yeah, I don't think it really speaks much to Bakhtiari. Dave, thanks for the super chat. Over under on Cousins picks thrones in that bird killing monstrosity. Dave, I got, I got Razul Douglas picking off Kirk Cousins at least once in the opener. That's where I'm at. Okay. Let's see what else we got. Okay. All right, save chances. There we go. Aaron, can you tell us about the Turk? And thanks so much for all you do. Thanks, Scotty. Um, you know, sometimes teams have one set guy for lots of years. Sometimes it's it changes. The Turk is usually, traditionally, um, the person tasked with letting guys know that they have to go see coach and bring their playbook. And that is always code for you're getting cut. Um, it's a tough job. No doubt about it. What I will say the Packers do right is that they make sure that each guy talks to either Brian or Matt. And often, I'd say 90% of the time, both of them. Uh, that's the way it should be done. Not every team does that, which is ridiculous to me. But, yeah, the Turk is the man, usually, who is tasked with letting the player know that they have to go see the coach and GM. And uh, that is not a not a lovely position to be in. Who's my pick for running back three? Steve, good question. I suspect we will find out in this preseason game, whoever balls out on teams the most is probably your answer. I mean, from scrimmage, I would like it to be Tyler Goodson. But I also know that, uh, you know, if you get down to running back three, it probably means there's been an injury up front. You don't love that. Um, and whoever is able to get out there needs to be able to contribute in every facet, including pass pro where I would probably give the nod to Patrick Taylor over Goodson. Um, but really, it's going to come down to who balls out on teams and probably down to who balls out on teams tomorrow night. Uh, what else we got here, folks? Hey, Nags, is Douglas at safety just an emergency solution? I think it's about getting them through practice. If there was a concern about Savage, which I got a lot of questions about yesterday, I would suspect they'd probably have made a signing by now. Now, if we get into week one preparation and they haven't signed anybody, I think that's probably a good sign that Savage is ready to go. Um, but yeah, I think Douglas at safety really is more about one of two things, getting through practice at a position where you're, you're kind of 
you know, obviously dealing with a lot of injuries. And two, possibly maybe looking at some kind of wrinkle, some kind of thing that's not going to be a base set, not going to be something you turn to often, but, you know, something you might be able to dial up on the off chance that there's some team out there, some offense that you think this certain personnel group might give you an advantage. I don't think it's a long-term thing, though, in any way, shape, or form. Uh, Jaron Reed was such an underrated signing. George, I very much agree. I mean, that guy has had a really, really good camp, and I am very excited to watch him pair with Kenny on the inside along with Dean and really start to make life miserable for these offensive lines. I mean, they did it all throughout camp and not just the Packers line. They did it, you know, for two days straight against the Saints. Yeah, I am very, very happy with that signing so far. Zach Tom, another hit. Thoughts? So far, so good. It's not like he's out there uh, against world beaters, but yes, in the preseason games, the guys he's been asked to take on, he has done a very good job against. Now, I will caution you and say he did not exactly, you know, put on coach's clinic tape when he went against the first string defensive line for the Packers. You know, there was certainly moments of struggle there. So I think they've got a really promising player there. Uh, and hopefully they don't ever have to deal with putting him on the field this year because everyone's healthy up front. Uh, but yes, there's a lot of upside there and so far so good from what we've seen from Zach Tom. Zach Tom Bombadil, if you please. Luke, thanks for the super chat. I'm really excited to see the size and speed of Watson. Cheers, having a stone IPA. I am having a a, a lovely beverage from uh, the your hereabouts from Brooklyn. So, salute. The size and speed of Watson is uh, certainly something that jumps out when you see him live. And I suspect it will jump out on the television screen. No doubt about it. <laughs> Not a fancy question, but should I draft the Packers special teams first overall? No. Uh, 